Welcome to How She Built This. This is a special episode. As you can see, we have the four of us here. Um, we oh have gosh. the tits. Um, and then also we're featuring Ladies of Sound, which is so special to me. Um, I'm part of this community, but also um, they're just amazing entrepreneur women. And we want to highlight what they do. And they are actually producing this episode for us. Sound here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hi guys. Ow. So if you guys can introduce yourself and Ladies of Sound, let us know what Ladies of Sound is about. Sure. Yeah. First? Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Maricel. I am the principal at the Bee Junkie Institute of Sound and the founder of Ladies of Sound. Wow. <laughs> and I am Sammy G. Well, Samantha Garong is my government name but sammy g <laughs> is my dj name because i dj'd and i learned from the beat junkie institute of sound i'm also a student just like isa um and i'm also a co-founder of the ladies of sound organization we are the official women's division of the beat junkie institute of sound so that's how we know um you know how we're known here in our community yes <laughs> I actually wanted to go back back, you know, everybody or every entrepreneur is inspired by something maybe in their childhood, where they're from, where they grew up. Um, so give us some background, like where did you guys, where did you guys grow up? Where are you from and um, how made that or how, you know, how did that journey inspire you to kind of see this gap and, and want to fill that gap? You know, we'll get to what you guys do later. But to go first yeah so um i was born in los angeles right on like melrose and ardmore okay. um and in the korea town <laughs> um, uh, i would but i was brought up in <laughs> santa clarita so that's where i went to high school um and i did the music career path over there uh in high school I actually started because I was rapping in high school okay. and then I was uh, I had the opportunity to go into recording studios around that time and I was doing a lot of shows too actually. So because I was in that environment and I got to see the back end of how audio engineering works, I went to school at the Art Institute and I majored in audio production and music engineering. Um, so that's uh, kind of my background and how I started to get into all this technical stuff. I learned all that in school and then I realized I wanted to do concerts. I, I like to live sound and uh, I was throwing concerts in college nice. and so I ended up start, um you know, producing events right out of college. And that's when I met a ton of DJs. One in particular is your boy Thurston. And I met him on my 23rd birthday party. And he was like, hey, my dad's a beat junkie. And hey. he opened up a school. Uh, if you want to learn how to DJ, you should check it out. And so I did. And I've been at the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound ever since. So that oh was like God. 2017. Mm -hmm. Wait, can we ask questions? This yeah. is so fascinating. <laughs> So, uh, did you come from a musical family? No. no. Well, actually, that's not true. 
It's not true at all, actually. (laughs) Well, because in terms of no anyone really pursuing it, not necessarily. But my dad in the Philippines actually was part of a band in the seventies, like a disco band. What's the name? What's the name? Um, The Rainmakers. So you could actually you could actually YouTube Rainmakers on. um, It's gonna happen for You could YouTube Rainmakers and you'll hear their band from like the seventies. No, but I'm thinking about sampling them one day and making like a beat out of it. But uh, yeah, and then my both my parents ended up being in the music ministry at the church so so, uh, this has all kind of dawned on me recently that that's probably where my whole love for music really truly started was because every weekend we were at the church Um, my uncle was the music director my dad was in the choir my mom was in the choir and so all of my aunties and stuff we were all part of the music ministry so yeah I guess so that's why (laughs) I like this question because sometimes you don't think about those things until someone asks led you to this path Mm -hmm. and really it does go deeper you know far back even Mm -hmm. into childhood a lot yeah that was definitely just more recently have i realized that like that's pretty much where it all started so So are you gonna give us some bars (laughs) (laughs) no i've kind of did that part of me i don't know i'm retired retired. maybe in the future i don't know i just i always (laughs) use the the name sammy g no, I used to want to always just be known as Sam Garong because I was like, oh, my mom gave me this name. I'm going to let people know this name. But I realized there is, it is nice to kind of have the different, um, you know, side of you in the performance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So Sammy G is more recent. I actually used to think that was a little cringy. People used to tell me that before I like took that name on. Just in general, like because when people would be like, oh, you rapping. What up, Sammy G? And I used to think it was like a little cringy. (laughs) But I've owned it now. (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much how everything started for me, at least. Maricel, what about you? What about the principal? Yeah. So um, I was born in Los Angeles and I grew up in Diamond Bar. Um, I actually uh, went to Diamond Bar High School and um, the you know reason why I feel like music is such a big part of my life well one like every Filipino dad my dad's a huge Beatles fan Um, so I grew up um, just listening to the Beatles bread like all these like soft like yacht rock (laughs) type of bands and my family actually really loves to sing so karaoke was a huge thing in my house and um, my parents used to love waking my brother and I up in the morning on the weekends by my dad turning up the karaoke machine because my room was like right above the the you know tv area and just sing and you know I was like oh my god it's time for me to wake up um but that was you know obviously a huge part of like the musical influence and um they used to try to make me sing and I was like no I don't want to sing um but I always loved music um there's something really cool that I really really loved about the relationship with my dad is um whenever I wanted to go buy like a CD single like before I'd have to buy my own music so I would like save my money and like go to like Sam Goody or Warehouse um there used to be one in Diamond Bar or Tower Records and yeah he would go buy his music and then I would go to the like the 99 cent section and buy all these like cassette singles CD singles when they came out and um you know I had like a radio in my room and it would always have um you know the pop and the record ready to like listen to the radio and I'd hear something I'd like jump across the room and then unpress the record button that's some dating myself but <laughs> hey we're there you know, okay. know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I mean 
you know, like when we just make mixtapes for ourselves and then pass them to our friends and that type of thing. Um, but that's a really great memory that I have because it wasn't something that I would have to like beg to do. It was like, can we go to a warehouse? Like, yeah, let's go. And he would like, you know, kick me a little bit of cash. And I would always have like my little collection of music for myself. Um, my parents were actually, so I'm first generation. My parents were, my mom is really strict, not my dad. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, she wouldn't really let me go out. So I would be home. And so when I would be at home, my escape would be me listening to music um, on repeat and just being in my room. And that's how I would kind of just like, you know, use my time back then I used to write down lyrics just so I would know the song and I you know so it was like that thing I remember when like um you remember when um Bone Thugs at Harmony came out and then yes. I remember oh, that's how old I am this like paper came out at school we're like oh I have the lyrics and everybody has to pass it around um so yeah that was like a big part of it um and uh you know, in terms of like my entrepreneur journey, the big influence on that, and my mom will probably kill me. I don't know why she's like scared to tell everybody, but my mom used to, you know, when bootlegging was, uh, my mom bootlegged shit. So, um, you <laughs> Who know, didn't? yeah, I mean, but it was like, mad money right now in my <laughs> garage. Like we had some, like a whole like oh. printer press with t-shirts. Um, the dryer and I used to remember like going in there and like what's going on and my mom would be like okay you're gonna fold these and put them in according to size and then look at the invoices um, I used to hate it but now that I now I'm older um, that I have perspective um, I realized how much of an impact it made on me because I saw my mom work for herself hustle right. um, and not only did she sell like bootleg stuff like she'd see like okay, let's go to the outlets and then, or like the, you know, department stores and see which designs were, um, you know, selling, take that, <laughs> bootleg that. Um, my mom would even find an embroiderer like in downtown. I used to go with her to Santee and she'd find like the cheapest like person who could give her the best quality. And I'd hear her bargain with people, find people who even like would she'd make me cut the, I used to cut the back of the, like if it's a triple A or something. And she would find, she found someone that would like, create a fake like tag yeah. and like sew it on yeah. and um I remember I used to have to sort everything and I used to go with her to LA um and she would like pack like our van to the brim um and she would go and play mahjong and oh people call it mahjong but they say mahjong and um then she would like literally set up shop at like one of my aunt's houses and put all of her merchandise out there and they would all just buy stuff in bulk. Um, and that's what I loved about my mom because she's not like, I'm not all about the business, I'm about the play, let me enjoy. <laughs> so that's why it's like funny I have these memories because my mom, you know, she's like, oh, it's so shameful, you know? And I'm like, no, it's not, that was cool. Cause now bootlegging is like normal. <laughs> People pay for that kind of, that's like a master class. I mean, the brand I'm wearing right <laughs> now is they're known for like all their bootlegging, right? Chinatown exactly. market, now their market, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I, I, I always tell my mom, like, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Like, it had an impact on yeah. me um, because I saw you hustle. And she sold jewelry. She sold, like, if she found something that she could get a good deal on, she would buy it in bulk and then just, like, sell it to her friends at these, like, you know, she knew someone was always playing mahjong. And then they would be inviting hella people. And then she would literally, like, do a little pop-up, you know, a little Selly's clothing collection. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that was um, a nice art. little, yeah, it was a nice Not little memory. has that skill. Yeah. <laughs> no, and my mom would not, like, I would watch her, like, bargain with people at, like, Santee, and sometimes I would get scared. I'm like, damn, 
Dang, dang, mom. Like, she's like, no, I want, I want, this is the price I want. If you don't give it to me, then I'm going to go down the street and give them my business because I'm not buying just a little bit. I'm buying a lot. And so um, just seeing her be like that strong woman that would not take no for an answer um, on top of like, you know, in our garage, we just like, we literally didn't use our garage for my entire childhood because it'd be full of like product and stuff like that. So um, again, I didn't realize until I got older how much of an impact that made on me um, and my hustle and my work ethic. So thanks, mom. Uh, <laughs> we, we talk about it a lot, so how sweet. your parents model because we're, um, we're moms, right? So that's always at top of mind for us. What we do is um, very impactful for our children. You never know when they're watching and what they're going to pick up and what's going to, you know, influence them. So it's like you, it's, it's, it's crazy. You like have to kind of mind that right as moms and just be like, are they watching me? Or are they going to pick that up later? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, at least, watching. yeah, for mm -hmm. me, like that was something that I, I felt like made my journey, um, a little easier, I guess you can say, because, yeah. um, she kept going. So I do need to sneak off to get back to my day job, hashtag yes. working mompreneur. But before I go, I did want to ask you a question. When you started this mm -hmm. business, this amazing kind of creation, what were your parents' reactions? Um, you know, I'm, I don't know if, uh, how everybody's Asian parents are, but my parents were like, okay <laughs> sure you know it was kind of like they weren't like in like it's not that they weren't impressed like they just were just like okay just that's so, good good so for foreign. you you know it was just and i'm like oh that's it like you know, they're like good job good job anak and like that would that would be it um but then they would always get down to the like you know how asian parents can be where it's like well how are you making a lot of money i'm yes, like no right. i'm starting up a business i'm kind of the investor technically and they're like oh okay um but you know if there's one thing that i can be very proud of um is that I've been on my own since 18 and I've never had my hand out. And so that's when they say something to me, I'm like, you guys act like you guys have given me financial help. Uh, I've never taken it from you. Um, you know, and then they go, yeah, that's right. Good, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, if, if anything, um, that's, you know, they're proud. I know they're proud of me now. Um, yes. they have expressed that, um, because I'm like, why are you posting stuff on Facebook that I sent you in our texts? <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. for us. But, it, you know, so it's cute. They have their own subtle ways. Um, but I know that uh, I'm still trying to achieve like that, you know, yes, I'm kind of nurse proud of you type of yeah. thing. Even though, I know, you know, it's not the journey that they thought I was going to go on. Um, that's still what I'm trying to like get that kind of approval yeah. right mm -hmm. so but they say that the journey is the success right or or now we're trying to change our mindsets because we're going to date ourselves too because we're all taught you know success is like doctor lawyer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you have a lawyer on mm -hmm. on set Ooh. <laughs> hey. but to know. there's so much more to her there's so much more to her you know what i mean and there's so much more to you guys and i totally get the like oh cool you're doing that like even like djing you know <laughs> just simply right. djing is it's it like, going to make money Right? right, that's that's what my parents asked me too, and I'm like, I mean, it's gonna bring value <laughs> to my life. So, yes. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, we didn't quite get to how Ladies of Sound started, mm -hmm. how you guys thought of it, 
um, and then what you saw yourselves doing in, you know, when you're five years and where do you, how do you guys feel about where you are now? Um, and it seems like I kind of know the background, so I don't want to tell everybody <laughs> for you, but like, you know, you pivoted, you have this new headquarters space, which we are in guys. It's amazing. You can also see them. They're <laughs> actually producing while we're interviewing them. So they're multi-talented <laughs> and multitasking. But yeah, how did you guys think to start Ladies of Sound? Ladies of Sound um, was started because um, when the school initially opened um, to start off, I was the one woman on the team. Um, the plan was not for me to be a part of that vision. I br got brought in as a photographer to shoot photos of the school, um, which then s kind of dominoed into Asking building questions. their, yeah, it's like built, it's like I built their website because I mm -hmm. had experience doing that on Squarespace with being, you know, I, I did that myself. So can you do that? Started to ask more questions um, and I just didn't get certain answers so I just went ahead and just figured it out and it got to a point where I just ended up becoming um an integral part of the you know business the infrastructure and the mm -hmm. business because um I had built the back end um and then when the doors had opened um the one of the first students I had signed up was a woman shout out to Sarah Vinyl hey. um and uh I kind of just saw from from our first day I was like you know what there's actually a lot of women that are here to learn and now that we've got our numbers right I believe in the first year we had a 38 percent um sign up of women um for the first year Sam happened to be one of those women we were actually in the same class when he first started <laughs> yeah when she when you took classes I was in that class too and it was funny because I just had no idea like what you're what you were about and who you were and I think the same goes for both of us but right. yeah it was it was definitely times where it was just me and her in the in the classroom and yeah, yeah. and then um from it being um you know a few of us in the school I started to also notice that there was a difference in the way that people would approach us at the school um the women were so like ego egos were left at the door and they were like so eager to learn um that kind of inspired me to you know how could I make this a less intimidating thing to join so I started sip and scratch and sip and scratch was uh involved <laughs> wine. wine um and I said you know what because I like to drink wine my friends like to drink wine it's a way for us to kind of let loose um I happen to know someone who is a sommelier and I tapped her on the shoulder and said you know what hey would you mind coming to the school and kind of doing a little bit of a um tutorial on like what wines go with what mm -hmm. and then we go into teaching um you know the girls how to scratch because that's what intimidates a lot of women they're like oh my gosh turntablism you see so little representation um in that industry or that the DJ art world form, in mm -hmm. the art yes. form in general right you don't think of a woman um as someone that's going to beat juggle or scratch right there's there's so little of them and that was my way of saying let's go ahead and introduce them to this in a less intimidating setting where it's all women in the room mm -hmm. and um you know i brought in dj shorty and she was uh, she previously teaches so um, i thought you know what let's have her as our instructor and kind of made it this woman-centric um workshop so i did a few of those and um in that 
we did see an increase in enrollment, but by the end of that year, um, I did get approached to curate um, a couple of events for the school. Um, in that I realized how much I liked throwing events, um, how comfortable I was throwing events, and how much I wanted to create more events for women. Because being in this industry, um, you know, in different aspects as a photographer, as a partner of a DJ, um, as a fan or someone like that's attending an event, I just didn't see enough of us. Um, if there were women in the crowd, it would be in the crowd, but not right. in a part back of end the or, back end, yeah. right? right. Um, and especially as a photographer, that's where I realized like, dude, there's literally one woman on the stage may or may not be the DJ. They're always the opener. They're never the closer. And I just wanted to create something where it was like for, for us to enjoy without like me having to walk into a crowd and like worry about like my ass getting grabbed or being hit on or me dressing a certain way and being then my just me being questioned. I just wanted it to be like, let's all be comfortable. Like let's have be together um and so when by that time sammy had joined our team and i was like are you down to throw events because i had this opportunity to throw an event um with jack daniels at the at the time so i was like okay we'll do one event for the school and then we're gonna do one for the girls mm -hmm. um and i just went all out i was like let's let's pull all of our cards and get the best of the best in different parts of the industry have them on a panel and introduce them to the community so that they were able to see that djing wasn't just I just DJ clubs or I do this and I do that. The, everybody was all different. We had like Javen on there and she's a Red Bull three style um, finalist. She's out in Arizona. We had Right Toast, Shorty, um, who's in the drum and bass um, sector. Uh, we had Bella Fiasco. Bella Fiasco. Um, you know, she's big club DJ and um, Mona, Lisa. Mona Lisa. And Mona Lisa was someone that, you know, who I had uh, a friendship with and had seen in the scene. We were, it's like literally it was like me and her on the stage, you know? So, um, and also too, as a DJ, she's someone that I highly respect because if there's one thing about DJing that I loved was that I could go to, an event and not know a song and want to shazam it and be like what is that or like oh my gosh i didn't know about that song or realize that that was an original to a sample and i put it together so that's um i wanted to especially have that type of dj uh, because that um you know type of dj mona is in terms of her music knowledge um was something that what coincides with our mission at the beat junkie institute of sound so um that was basically the inspiration of seeing Issa walk through the door and then Nina walk through the door and Kawhi join the class and, and just Angie. like Angie <laughs> just like all of these women just started coming to the school and signing up um, through Sip and Scratch through the First Ladies of Sound event um, and then seeing um, you know the camaraderie build there and then that's basically what kind of like pushed us forward to keep going with ladies of sound i just mm -hmm. have to say that they've come to grad my graduations both of them mm -hmm. <laughs> so they see, like the other women yeah. um, wasn't that so fun <laughs> that so that fun. that specific graduation was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah. also i remember that event and i think what's really key too is you know, as TIT Talks, we try to talk about important issues to women. And we also hit, you know, like the, the gap in the industry for representation, but also misogyny in music. Like mm -hmm. there were so many good topics that were covered and so many good questions by 
DJs even in the crowd, female DJs in the crowd, mm -hmm. and just to see everybody there, it was a full packed building. Mm -hmm. Like you just didn't know that you had that community. And I think that's what you guys do is you're like, we're here, there is a community of women yeah. in music. And um, yeah, you know, just get together, know each other, network. And I think that's what was needed. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback after that first event about how good these women felt after they left and all the fr new friends that they made and just how empowered they felt after that. That really jump-started everything. We got the LLC, we got the dot .com, we got, um, we had, we started to just really rock and we be like, okay, we're going <laughs> to. Let us know. And we were just like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, we're going to do it for real, <laughs> you know? So. so how far along are you in the journey? Like. How many years in are you guys now? So our first event was December of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, we actually did a day market after that, um, which was initially supposed to be a music market, um, but it, it transitioned to a day market because of just the time of day. And then um, just, we just decided to change it last minute. Um, we started to, we did another like talk, like a Q&A. We did one with DJ Charisma of Power 106. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, there was, Sam actually used to work with Ladies First. Um, and and also there was this uh, event by the B-Rare Foundation where they highlighted, um, you know, beauty and fashion, but they were holding a grant. And Sam was like, dude, we gotta, we gotta do this, you know? And I, I was like, uh, okay. Um, so that push from Sam to, to get, you know, to apply to this grant was really the, one of the best things, um, and decisions that we had made yeah. because with that, it forced us to figure out our business plan. Yeah. We had to do a business plan. We had to budget everything. For an um, entire year. An entire year's budget um, with what we would do with the grant and then um, a timeline. So those were the requirements for us to apply. And we were just like, okay, if we win this, that's dope. If we don't win this, that means we have a budget, a timeline and a, you know, and a business plan. So it was like going to be a win-win either way, mm -hmm. but it definitely pushed us to be like, okay, what are, what are we really doing? Like, we like events. We both have backgrounds in events. And she has, with her photography and also just cameras and video, she's always been the video person. I ended up being the audio person. So it worked out really well. Um, and then, so once we said we were going to go for this grant, we ended up winning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember Issa telling us this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also want to apply for this grant, but I think next year, because I know they just, yeah. Yeah. And I saw all your guys' amazing, like, stories about how it helped you. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's so important also to know about, you know, those opportunities, which I don't think, you know, it's not really, like, common knowledge that mm -hmm. there are opportunities for women who are looking to make, create a business or even make a change. Mm -hmm. um, to get funding because everything needs money, you know, yeah. <laughs> to push forward. Ugh. Yeah, and it was Next our, it <laughs> was a way for us to, you know, we were like, okay, when people think of uh, like women ran businesses a lot of the times, it's like beauty or fashion, which is nothing yes. wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But we came out of like the woodwork of like, you know, music centric DJing. And I think that's really what um, made us stand out in front of everybody. And I feel like after you guys won that grant, I really saw a focus um, just yeah. from my perspective on, you know, forwarding Ladies of Sound, what you guys wanted to do with the brand and who you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, 
kind of taking us into COVID happening, the pandemic happening. Um, I think you guys really shined um, once we were all on lockdown. So tell us, you know, how you pivoted and oh how you gosh, thought of like community chats and all Thank you, because that was a rough one. You, yeah. <laughs> but it was rough for everybody. everybody. Yeah, was everybody was going everyone. through it. Go ahead. Well, so for the grant, it was supposed to be our 2020 plans. That was the whole thing that our entire um, submission had to do with what we were planning on doing in 2020. Um, so when everything happened, the th crazy thing is that our plan involved events and traveling, which are literally the two things that <laughs> shut down right. um, because of the pandemic. So we had to like figure it out really fast. Um, and that's when we started doing the community chats. Yeah, so we were like, well, nobody knew. We were like, oh, yeah, two weeks. <laughs> and that turned into like a whole year. <laughs> um, we were naively like, oh, like, you know, what can we do to stay, keep everything engaged, right? So like when this does end, we can just pick up where we left off. So we wanted to keep a presence. So not only did we pivot, like one, um, that's when live streaming came about and we the whole team in terms of the school, like all the guys, we all had to learn how to live stream and like quickly quickly pivot hold classes to online hold classes mm -hmm. online and keep that presence so we didn't stop working no we were literally doing this like i was doing this 24 7 i was making sure i got all the assets ready making sure the back end was ready making sure that everybody was you had a live stream you know like yeah like getting everyone to get the right equipment to get online and testing it just it really took a lot and even through that, Sam and I were like, well, we still got to take care of our community. Mm -hmm. So we started to do community chats, which we loved doing because it gave us the opportunity to connect with other women um, in different parts of the world or, you know, outside of Los Angeles. and Which we couldn't a, do before. Yeah, which we couldn't do before unless we were physically there, right? Yeah. Because it, that gave us... Um, this window to reach out to them and then being more open to being on this you know zoom type of chat and this was like pre-twitch you know twitch was still like gaining traction but very slowly and if um you know we decided to do zoom so that we could kind of just have it like a private little thing and um we were able to connect with like you know misbehavior from new york spinurita umami who's in san francisco and um other local djs um like chronica um sasha marie sasha marie and then that also um gave us this you know also b us being home we were inspired to do like a wellness part of it where now you know we're all, we have different facets of things. We have Raitos who does yoga and Juliet Mendoza who actually has, um, you know, a lot of knowledge in regards to nutrition. And then her friend uh, Marina who, you know, was into mental, mental health. health. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were able to kind of just build that. And um, man, it, <laughs> it was Sam just a lot of work. We're just really thankful that people yeah. like you, yeah, Lisa, thank you for uh, acknowledged it because we were just so tired. We're like, I don't know how long we could do this for. Yeah, we, so did we didn't know weekly. the pandemic was gonna last so long Whatever. you know it's right it's still yeah. here <laughs> yeah we we didn't realize like you know we we even came in with like we would do a presentation and then kind of like time it to where like when we're talking we would like throw up photos and you know it's it, it, <laughs> behind the scenes me and her were like oh my gosh we're doing this every single week and then we added the wellness which ended up being twice a week so we got to a certain point like by summer because we went from what april like April until like the summertime where we were starting, we were going to open up in September at the school. 
we were like, okay, we're done. <laughs> but we're glad we did that because, um, again, it opened up the doors to um, communicate with other people that necessarily weren't in Los Angeles. And that opened up our eyes to a lot of things. Um, we've met, there's a, a girl out in Nashville who attended because she followed us on IG. And um, now this is someone we can say we know in, in Memphis or Nashville, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, so we learned a lot from it. And we also learned what our capacity is and what we like and what we don't like. Was yeah. fun, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think before that, you guys weren't really producing shows, and it led you to do Dope by Association and Mommy's in the Mix. Mommy's which in the Mix, shout out. I'm on too. Well, that. the great. Well, before the pandemic, the school was doing Q and A's almost every other week. It felt true. like, and that's when she was producing live streams. Uh, so, that's true. so the school was producing live streams for like. A cool year and a half before the pandemic happened. Forget about that. So even though it was super hard to uh, pivot, everyone kind of was used to it almost, or at least she was. (laughs) Yeah, I was really used to. I mean, I I think um, it was funny because Sarah Sarah Vinyl would always say, "You look like you're flying a plane," because I would literally have my headphones on. It was a whole different system that I had to learn too, Um, and. It wasn't exactly the most reliable system. Like I would have everything set up and then right when we'd open the door, something would like fall off and then I'd be like, to get it back online and everything. Um, and then, th- yeah, at that time I was doing it all by myself. Um, and then uh, Sam was getting her taste of like how to take care of the BTS of everything, the socials. So we kind of ended up developing this system of how we wanted to put that out. Um, well, how we worked to together, really. How we worked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love that part because it brings us to what you're doing for us right now is producing our show. Which is amazing. Thanks. And it's something Look that you this. guys offer. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a podcast, if you have, if you want to live stream DJing. Oh, yeah, we have um, DJ set up here. These are your people. They have a green screen. We're on a green screen right now. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? For, for, people, for people who don't know, I will say that like tit. Like, well, Issa, you you know a little bit more than the Tiffany's do, but we we came here and we're like, oh wow, this is amazing. Just, just let us know if we can help you. you. It's probably better that we didn't help you. We have, mm, probably would have broke something. Yeah, we we figured out, you know, what what each of our strengths are and how we now at this point we just are kind of on pilot mode we just yeah we're on autopilot at this point but (laughs) i'm glad we were able to merge our two our our strengths together yeah can i say that you guys are an inspiration oh thank you 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 guys literally are are right creating a movement for women (laughs) and that is so damn important (laughs) for people like us who have daughters you Mm -hmm. know it's it is everything so thank you (laughs) <laughs> oh no thank you guys for having us here and and to to that point of you guys having daughters being asian american mm-hmm. you're only really told that you only have so many options um it was what i love well so my you know back to my parents really quick my dad actually came here at a, a lot younger of an age so i feel like that's why he was a lot more open to the american way versus my mom Uh, My mom's very traditional, even up to now. And my dad really made it a point for me to just always express myself. But he was like, can you know, you can be like your uncle, like an engineer or your cousins that are nurses and make this much money. And I'm like, 
I don't know if they like their job though. Like they never <laughs> seemed like, you know, sorry, Ates and Kuyas and stuff. But I mean, you know, I just didn't get that. Like, yes, I saw materially what they had, but the I think the the turning point for my dad and I's relationship is when I was like, you know, would you rather have me make a lot of money and be miserable or would you rather have me, you know, live a decent life but be happy? And that was the first time he couldn't give me an an argument argumentative point and i think it like dawned on him so he kind of just stopped from there um you know and uh i just kept pushing for my own my own life in my own way um which i wish uh, i mean i had my mom as my example but for us because we are there's not enough representation you're only you only think that there's certain things that you can do so with ladies of sound and seeing um you know all the amazing women in the community um i know that once when you're young and you see yourself even if it's just being a woman or an asian american woman that it has it'll it'll i mean we all know it has an impression on on the younger generation right because then they see it's possible so that was what was important for me because i didn't want my little cousins or anybody that also was asian american to be limited to these uh job options right um you don't know that you know there's Filipino fashion designers or Asian American fashion designers, um, they had to keep pushing and paving the way um, and, you know, or even in beauty or any other industry, um, you know, but even for you being a lawyer, I mean, for your daughter to see that and be like, dang, my mom is a boss. Like she can like go in a courtroom and just be like, let me argue my sure. points here. And you know what I mean? And I that, that takes a lot. No, I mean, <laughs> but she honestly, has a, she has two yeah. sons and I would have to say they that they'll daughters. probably oh, also, well, yeah. exactly, <laughs> you know, say that to any, you know, friends that they have or even future wives or whatnot, like, encourage that independence you know because they see you well, they will for your sons to see a strong woman <laughs> exactly. they're gonna want and, and, a strong and, and, woman yeah that's i feel like i am that 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 stereotypical asian kid who was presented with the certain paths like the 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 very few options that you should become and that would be um acceptable for you to become and and I, I will say, like, I'm an attorney. I, I enjoy it. I, it fits my personality. It's like, hello. Um, <laughs> you think what? You're not right. She's great uh, at let her me, job. Let me tell you why you're not right. Like, it'll be very easy for me to tell you um, why you're not right. But, like, I remember as, as a young girl wanting to play basketball. And I liked to sing. And I thought I was great at Acting. I, I, in seventh yeah, grade, I in seventh grade, I took a drama class and I made a lot of people laugh with my <laughs> improvisation. So I, I think it would have been great to see uh, women like you when I was mm -hmm. younger. And I think that's a message that, like, now that we've started TikToks and right. now we're in these great networking groups, we see uh, there's so much more out there yeah. than just. And hey, yeah, you're on this podcast, doctor. which I'm sure, you know, is your release for it creatively, too, and to be yourself outside of work. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot out here. Yeah. She's also a great foodie. Ooh. Ooh yes, so am I. I am. <laughs> yes, I, lo I love food, too. Yes. Marisol is, too. <laughs> I do, and uh, unfortunately, but, you know. 
Um, I love actually even taking, like if I were to say my favorite subject to take photos of, it would be food. Because <laughs> it doesn't talk back. Okay. <laughs> and then you get to eat it after. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys on that. And like, it's, I think it's important too that even if you have a, you know, job like being a lawyer that you always have a creative outlet and again that's what this is for you and i think that's important for children to see mm -hmm. um i have two stepsons myself mm -hmm. so uh for them to see me do my thing like i like when they come see me at work mm -hmm. so that they know oh, okay marisol's just not bossy at home <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like She's no you real need, boss you know i'm like no you need to you need to see like this is like we have to work 10 times harder. Yes. Work um, ethic is a very important life skill. Exactly. And then we've women off jump when you're in, born into this world, you already have a disadvantage because you are a woman, right? Mm -hmm. So you, my dad told me that from, from the beginning. He was like, you're a woman, you're a woman of color. You will have to work t two times harder. Keep that in mind. So I knew that. And I've, I feel like that also made an impression on me. So um, I thank him for kind of keeping it real and yeah. then also that's a a trait that i have as well as asian parents just tell you straight up right so they're just like this Cheers is what it to is to your dad yeah. mm. oh, he's yeah. a great dad yeah. from he what is. i'm hearing yeah. <laughs> me play ball too i did play ball <laughs> i was too short though so <laughs> i i played basketball in sixth grade i scored three uh, I was a point guard, and I, I scored three baskets in one game. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> career, career high. I am not mad at it. And I'm after that, I, I was told I had to play tennis. It's <laughs> <laughs> another episode. <laughs> um, are there any other highlights we didn't touch? I mean, you talked about, you know, the grant from the Be Rare Foundation and, um, you know, the amazing event you guys first threw. Any highlights that, you know, or proud moments that you want to share? Well, the space yeah. <laughs> on top of that i mean we i know we touched on it earlier but um in while this we were still quarantining and things and we had already had this background and we've we've thought about getting a space for a while now um we would like you know say like oh should we just look so we'd look online here and there and then one day we're just like you know what let's just do it it's just yeah we used do to it. actually work in um so i love coffee and so i wasn't mad at working at coffee shops because i'd be like okay there's a new one i want to go try how that coffee shop is and then obviously with the pandemic it's like that disappeared you couldn't go inside the coffee shop yeah. and sam was like can we get a space can we get a space we live know? so far apart from each yeah, other we live far and, and the school so can get really distracting it's just really loud also so um we were like you know we can get so much done if we were able to meet up like not in a coffee shop <laughs> yeah. um and so luckily you know her friends at container yard um was able to let us know that they had an extra space available so yeah. um it kind of just worked out uh we knew what we wanted to do in here and we also wanted to use this as a resource for the women in our community so like isa um, with her show and um you know we have a ton of other plans here but uh this is like our way of just kind of going through any kinks and understanding like you know what can we do in here we could produce shows you could do events which we have done so far so um i think this is like our way of also mm, the fact that our 2020 plans from the grant didn't necessarily work out the way that we were picturing it um this is like kind of 
making up for it and it's just an, a way that we never really thought at first but it definitely makes a lot of sense of what we wanted to oh, yeah. pursue for ladies of sound so yeah this um, was our big pivot from not being able because that event that you had went to isa we planned on doing that and taking that to other cities that was initially what our goal was right yeah. to gather women in the other djs because you know initially and in a lot of different industries we're pitted against each other mm -hmm. right because it's like there's only room for one of you guys on stage and i'm like fuck that mm -hmm. uh no <laughs> we're gonna make more room for us because y'all don't want to give it so let's just give it to everybody right um so when that wasn't something that we saw because of the pandemic um that's when what would our pivot be and then the idea of just having a space and then using our strengths to um you know continue to harbor um all of these amazing women in one place and also help them in in ways that you know they wouldn't be able like you know like this like i can see that this is a lot like sometimes when she does the audio i'm like mm. well, like, oh my god <laughs> that gives a me lot. a headache and then you know she, the, <laughs> the camera stuff so um that was the, the beauty in us being able to do that but then we could also help other women in our community do the same because this stuff is not cheap and also it's a lot to maintain in terms of like one person running a stream it is a lot you have to really multitask mm -hmm. and, and it, so, it's a there's a learning curve there's just a lot to learn exactly and um, also too it's covid so you always want everybody in your space so it was like you know it makes sense it makes sense for us to like keep that separate so everybody can have access to wanting to stream doing a podcast um and the difference in what we offered what other places have is that we're actually the ones running the production and we offer also um, consulting services in terms of like marketing and branding and social media, um, which is also another, um, you know, aspect that we're offering versus like you rent a space and you have to figure all of that out. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and Issa knows because we've worked with her own mommies in the mix, um, you know, in terms of like getting your run of show together. And like when she sent these questions, I was like, perfect. I'm like, you know, having all of that outlined, like and going over that with other people bouncing ideas um, and then, you know, but you guys do a great job of it. And I'm sure the four of you together just putting your minds together and I see it in your guys' your branding and um, you know, on your on your Instagram all how you present your socials so <laughs> being able to bring all of that energy together and you guys putting that out I mean that's just it's just really amazing and that's kind of what we wanted to keep doing right having a space where we all can like come together and like help each other grow it's fun working with women too just it in general is. <laughs> we get We're shit best. done yeah, get shit done so there's so many details that yes. would have might have been overlooked right. had it not been a woman looking at it so um yeah. and i think just having the space and showing people that this is all possible with women like you know because we don't see many of us just even doing producing shows and things like that so um i think that's also really important in what we're doing here yeah so. i agree <laughs> um Yes, to all of that. <laughs> I was just feeling it so much that I kind of forgot my train of thought. But what I wanted to ask is, um, you know, what would you tell your younger self, you know, about where you are at now? Um, obviously, I would be so proud. But, you know, is there anything along the journey you would have changed? Or even just to, like, cheerlead your, you know, <laughs> little five-year-old self? Like, you're going to be here. And I don't know. Well, for me, that... So when I read that question, I was really trying to think. And for me, I don't know. I think this is just me personally. I, I still feel really new to all of this, even though I have been doing like audio and music for 
almost 10 years now, but I just started young, but I still feel like I want to hear my advice from like, you know, five years from yeah. now um, to what they need, what, what myself needs to tell myself right now. Cause I need that advice now. But um, I would just say um, in terms of just anybody else, maybe younger who is looking to get into um, being an entrepreneur and especially in the media space um, is to just not, is to just do your best to get over feeling intimidated um, I think that was one of my biggest things so far in this journey. When I went to school for audio, I was the only girl. I was like one of two girls that graduated in my class. Um, and it used to really scare me. Like classes were just full of dudes. And I, um, you know, when I took my internship in recording studios, like I was the only girl there at like four in the morning. And it's sometimes it's just to just go through it because there's been a lot of nights where I cried in my car, like, you know, because the industry is really scary and there's men and there's predators and there's just, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like you just have to keep going. And and that would probably be my biggest thing. And also just making sure you're safe because there's a lot of, you know, layers to this, especially right. in the entertainment and the music industry. So right. I would say to just be careful, but just to keep going. So I think that's great advice. We talk a lot about imposter syndrome, which we oh, still sure. feel at our age, at our mm -hmm. levels, in our jobs. Even just, though we look at each other and we're like, why would why would you feel imposter right. syndrome? Like, you're the best. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> right? I even felt mindset. so intimidated walking into the open house you guys threw at Beat Junkies Institute mm -hmm. of Sound. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, maybe I don't belong here. Um, and I had already been DJing, but I wanted to know, I wanted to make sure that I was you know knew Solid. the craft mm -hmm. and was doing it right and like you couldn't poke holes through my you know mm -hmm. my performance because I would you know be in downtown DJing at clubs and they've seen me but I think you guys have probably seen my growth too because I'd always be on a controller which <laughs> I was super intimidated like oh here's me hugging up my controller <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with it but you know there's just something like to know turntables and to know the foundation so important um, but that's a whole nother episode or yeah. topic that you can actually go to ladies of sound and <laughs> listen to community chats about but mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is so real intimidation and yeah the confidence is mm -hmm. really you can do it people are other people are doing it or you can break that with mm -hmm. the glass ceiling yeah. yeah just to keep going um i i it's funny when i saw what i would tell my younger self i actually started writing it that was like the only answer I actually ended up putting on here but um what I would tell my younger self is to find like-minded people um find the people that uh, you have in common with I, I didn't understand that growing up um you know I just I feel like I did it inadvertently like I'd hang out with my basketball teammates or I'd find people that like you know liked food like me and they go oh, let's go eat this and that kind of stuff but I feel like I didn't do it enough um in the way that I understand how important it is now. So I would say like the things that fuel your soul, which is like music, you know, photography, art, um, keep being around those types of people to stay inspired. Um, and, um, you know, I would also say, you know, to, to myself to just accept who you are and find the 
things that you feel like you can improve on and and just keep working at it and uh, it'll be okay <laughs> um you know and then also to stay healthy oh that's what i would tell myself because <laughs> i used to eat pizza like every single day when my metabolism was the bomb and i just didn't know and then i like got 35 and i was like no so um, <laughs> but um yeah that's what i would tell my younger self i find like-minded people um I, I actually, <laughs> I partied a lot in my 20s, so I had a lot of fun, but then I feel like if I had known what I know, know now, I co- could have probably um, educated myself more and um, started absorbing more things that I loved in a, in a sooner part of my timeline. Yes. So that's what I would say. Like, you know you like photography. Start reading them books. Start going to the exhibits. Start um finding other photographers um so you're not alone because i was alone when i started i was the only woman i was really shy and i wasn't um comfortable talking to the men in the industry and um if i had found that camaraderie sooner i think that would have helped me but i also understand that that was my journey but younger marisol you know she could have she could have found the right people instead of just partying too much you know the clubs <laughs> well i just want to say thank you guys for you know being a part of this show i'm so happy that we're highlighting ladies of sound uh, such a big important community for me mm-hmm. um there's actually more women here in the room too and i just want to say that there's actually a big you know there's a good strong network behind ladies of sound that really help everything move along too and you're part of it isa so yeah. thank, thank you thank you, well, you for so all you your guys help. i mean ladies mm-hmm. of sound isn't i mean you know maybe that signified the the girls at the school but you know you guys know it. i don't i'm not a dj i'm not trying to be a dj um i actually love the business aspect of things that's where i thrive um but because i am a lover of music and if you're, you know, my significant other is a DJ, my son is a musician uh, and producer, um, all my friends are DJs, um, you know, you can, you can be your brother, your cousin, your sister, whoever, and you love music. And, you know, if that's your love language, then that makes you a lady of sound. Um, so I love that we have people on our team, like Kay over here. She's a daughter mm-hmm. of Dynamics. She's our intern. Um, she also took Serato Studio took at our school, yeah. so she knows how to produce. How old are you, She'd be making 16? beats. She's 16. She'd be making beats. She's our oh. intern, too. And her mom is also a lady of sound. So it, it is everybody. As long as music is your love language, you are a lady of sound. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Music is all of our love languages, too. It so is. You guys are ladies of sound. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, if you see any of the social assets coming out right now, we did shoot your shot with ladies of sound. So we also yeah. have our pictures true. you guys look event. so you cute oh my here. gosh i was like these belong on a magazine like i sorry it was nosy so i was like cute. let me look at their pictures oh, i totally looked at them i was them like too. oh i hope they picked this one <laughs> i do have one last question so you did say how many women were joining like at the initial year of beat junkie institute of sound what is the makeup look like right now well we just started a new class on wednesday um they're they're going to take about a year. They're in our year program foundation and we have 12 spots and there are seven women and four men in that class. Let's it's go. our first foundation majority? class where yeah. so we uh, are the with majority. the most women 
in um, it. Yeah, let's so go. We went from um, 38% in the first year. We had a 2% jump in the following year. Um, in 2019, I forget that number, but we had, I think, a 10% jump from there. Um, and right now, as of 2020, we're at 56%. So, um, And shout out to DJ Puffs, who helped us get those data points, because that was really a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she uh, helped us get um, you know, our spreadsheet right, and we were able to like accumulate those numbers, right. which was um, very telling for us to see that there is a ladies of sound effect going on at the school. So we're really Watch proud out. of that. The most Amazing. women we've yeah. ever had. So <laughs> yes, wow, we're very proud. Congratulations! Thank That's you. Just proof, I'm like so the proud. proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You know that <laughs> what you guys started is really you know furthering representation. Legit. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys so much. Thank this has you. been amazing. How she built this episode. Thank you, thank you thank so you much. Guys. Yes. No, thank, thank you, you guys, guys for coming through. Can you guys and tell us how us. to get a hold of you or where to go? Uh, well, but I wanted to actually thank you guys before we, we get to that point. Um, I actually love that you guys have been friends for such a long time and decided mm -hmm. to <laughs> do something like this together because, you know, it's hard to find like these certain things that you guys end up being passionate about and that you can share, but to do it on a platform like this and start a podcast, right? Um, and then also do it from the perspective of being a mother and being Asian American and mm -hmm. talking about those experiences, giving us a platform to tell us our our story, it really, really makes such a difference. And I'm so excited to share uh, this episode. So thank you guys. Yeah, and thank you. I can tell you now, All you the know, best for you strong guys. women recognize strong women. <laughs> I love we it. Do. And, you know, I, I love the energy that you guys had when, like, you guys came to the photo shoot. And I was like, look at the cute ass outfit. So I was like, oh my gosh, can me and my friends get dressed like that too? <laughs> yeah, you guys should frame that. Put no, that up on your wall. Seriously. It was, it was really, it's really inspiring because again um you know women are always pitted against each other so mm -hmm. when you see like such a strong camaraderie that is something to be very proud of mm -hmm. and for you guys to do it to where let's do this podcast and maybe you guys have like oh now we're kind of like disagreeing because we want to do x y and z but then work through it and like put together something that's so important for your message like thank you guys so much mm -hmm. thank you <laughs> Oh, we're great too. They're great. I know <laughs> you guys are great. I, well, I love all of you guys. So I'm just saying. Well, I want to like interview you guys. I want to get to know you guys more. Seriously. So we, we we're gonna have you back when we get our all of our ducks in a row because yes. we have plans for so Ladies fun. of Sound. You guys so. are leading me to think we also should probably do a how she built this episode on us because you're right. Learning like none of us are marketing in our in marketing. Um, or, <laughs> you yeah. know, or media, right? Yeah. I'm in real estate, so that. <laughs> That is so time consuming. Yeah. Social assets. And you guys make the assets Ooh. too. It's it's a lot and to do it on we your own. Yeah. yeah, while you're all mothers and everything at the I same know. time. Yeah, girl. Um, kudos <laughs> to it's, you it's guys. Nice that, like at least Insta all, all the platforms we have published to, we have something to look back on and be like, look at all this shit look we did. did. Right. Look, look <laughs> at all this stuff we did. Like, we planned all this and made it happen. We just wanted like, to that's, talk, that's yeah. and it ended up being so much more. We just wanted to spend more time with each other. <laughs> really. And now we're doing it on but, the platform. So that means so much coming from you guys. Too. No, mm -hmm. honestly, it's it's uh, when you told us that you were doing that, we're like, oh my. Oh my god how dope like it's really awesome to see and i i'm excited to see you know more. future episodes mm -hmm. and more for you guys and we're, we're always on your corner so. we are here to support whatever you guys <laughs> are doing it. yeah we got you guys <laughs>
It's like well, Disneyland, but <laughs> it's like the same, the same happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy place. Adult Disneyland. Yes. Well, shout out to everybody listening, um, to all the listeners of TikToks and to the community of Ladies of Sound. We hope you really enjoyed this. I think it's something that I feel like a lot of people in Beat Junkie Institute of Sound wanted to know, <laughs> and um, Ladies of Sound, the community too. You know, like where you guys came from and how you built this. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I've learned so much more and I feel like I talk to you guys a lot and I still learn so much more. So thank you for the time. Um, yeah, this is how has been a special how she built this episode. Thank you for sitting with all of us because usually it's just a one on one. Um, but I really loved um, spending this time with all of you guys. So thank you. Thank you for um, having we'll us. We'll put our you information so up. But you guys tell us because this is about you. You know, <laughs> where can we find Ladies of Sound? Ladiesofsound.com. Uh, and of course, I said we are the women's division of the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound. So that's beatjunkiesound.com. You can find us at well, Instagram at ladiesofsound.la and at beatjunkieios. Then Marisol, if you want to plug in your personal. Um, yeah, <laughs> so my personal um, is at mcson, which is my first initial and my last name because I, I don't have a nickname. So I said, whatever, <laughs> I'm just going to make this. Um, but you can just see what I do there. Um, I just post random stuff about like my personal life and the wonderful people in my life that I know that inspire me. So you'll see tidbits of, um, you know, some milestones at the school, my incredible friend group, and just the amazing people in the community that I happen to be uh, privileged of knowing and that inspire me. So that's kind of what I post, you know, and um, Sammy, you can find her. At Sammy with an I dot G underscore. So that's where all my DJ stuff is. If you ever want to go to a party. And, and Sammy has the best captions, by the way. They always make me laugh. I'm like, dude, my captions are so serious and boring. <laughs> Sammy also produces music. She does. I'm, I'm making beats sometimes. And so, under... Oh, under Midi Ripperton, M-I-D-I Ripperton. Yes. So thanks. Yeah, but yeah, that's also, how you guys um, find us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wanted to also plug that um, you'll see we actually have um, on Spotify, you can find Ladies of Sound. We have some mm-hmm. curated playlists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we plan on putting out more. We actually have some exciting announcements coming soon, mm-hmm. very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, a lot of different collaborations that we're working on and, inter- and also just growing the space and the whole vision of Ladies of Sound. And, and I hope you guys can... For the Come rest along. of the year. Yeah, and events for the rest of the year. So And find them on Twitch. Oh, on oh Twitch. yeah, sound on Twitch. Ladies of Sound. Twitch.tv, Ladies of Sound. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys so much for having us. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ladies of Sound. <laughs> I had <All> right. to. <laughs> Yay. Thank you.